Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today is my co-host, Nelson. Yo! How's it going, Nelson? Good, good. Just actually got back from a Disneyland trip earlier today. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty awesome. Uh, So I guess I hear that uh, this weekend or yesterday was the craziest you've ever seen it at Disneyland. Yes, personally, I have never been this crowded out ever, like period. I was like me and I, I, I went with Rissa and, uh, and Kay yesterday and um, holy cow. I mean, we've been kind of crowded out before, but not to this scale. Yesterday was flat out ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw I did check some of the wait times on the app. And at one point, Hyperspace Mountain was 250 minutes long. And I said, wow. That is extreme. Yeah, I've only ever seen that sort of number for Flight of Passage <laughs> over right, at Disney right. and World. That's on the East Coast. Like, right. It's like, that's world. That's with a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, did you guys, were you guys even able to walk around and stuff? Because it seems like it w- probably was packed in both parks and downtown Disney, right? Yeah. So what we ended up doing when we got there yesterday morning is we actually started over at... Um, DCA because okay. uh, we noticed that for whatever reason they actually closed that park they were going to close that park earlier than usual they closed it at 9 p.m last night oh wow and so since um we saw that we were like okay let's start our day here first so that we can you know knock out whatever rides we want to do here because you know like probably midday people are going to want to start hopping parks because maybe that's when most people might realize that oh this this park's going to close there earlier today so might as well go there now so 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 uh, did you get the rides in that you were trying to get in? Yeah. Um, so the first ride we did, um, we we rushed in and got our Fast Pass for Radiator Springs. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, we did a couple other rides. We did the other rides at Cars Land, so Luigi's and also at Mater's. Um, then we redeemed our Fast Pass for Radiator Springs. We also rode Guardians, and um, we actually uh, did a walk-in for toy story mania oh wow it was only That's a 10 minute good. wait when we uh you know walked in to do it so did yeah. you get to do Incredicoaster? uh no not really or we didn't because um k actually doesn't care for that ride so we okay uh, yeah it wasn't really a priority to ride it but sure uh, yeah so we did you know what we really wanted to do over at dca but i mean we kind of were <laughs> had bad luck to like anyway because even though um we did our rides over at uh, at DCA. Like Disneyland was pretty much packed the entire day from from opening all the way to closing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I've so never it- been. I I was shocked when we went to Disneyland. Like, holy cow! There is so many people here. <laughs> yeah, I I saw a story on Instagram and they were showing the Galactic Grill and there were no seats even at the Galactic Grill. So people were eating their food on that dance floor. That's by the the tomorrowland terrace right yeah where they yeah and i said really on the floor huh Mm -hmm. and um you know that's what you call garbage grill so yeah well me we we don't care for yeah i I don't like it either yeah so yeah Uh, it's it's a shock though that i mean even that restaurant it kind of just shows that yeah this park is packed right now (laughs) 
<laughs> Definitely. When the least popular restaurant in the whole park is full, then you know it's full. <laughs> yeah, truly. So now that's just going to be like super scary for Galaxy's Edge because we're... <laughs> They're going to be opening the garage at uh, midnight. At so midnight, I'm, yeah. I mean, as we prepare for that, it's just like, how many campers are we going to see, right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not that many. <laughs> but goodness you know, gracious. Like, it might be like the whole promenade is just going to be camped out, you know? Like, man, this is, this is ex- scary. Yeah, it's like, scary just to even think about it, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah just thinking about it, I'm like, is this going to be levels like the undead in game of thrones you know i <laughs> mean in coming. all honesty like um just yesterday we're just like thinking to ourselves like me and rissa and Kay, we're just thinking to ourselves like is this gonna be the new normal <laughs> oh right God, that's a scary thought in and of itself like, yeah oh my and i mean goodness they they what i heard was all parking lots were full so that includes the outdoor ones too right yeah, yesterday that you have and to take like, a, a bus to get to the drop off yeah right right they i think they call that now the toy story lot so mm-hmm. that was full and the uh mickey and friends structure was full so it's like now they're gonna be opening another structure which is an extension of the mickey and friends i guess they're calling pixar lot but right yeah that that extension is uh, supposedly uh pixar um themed right so it so now that they're they're gonna open that i'm just imagining how many people that's gonna hold because if the amount of people that were there yesterday was the capacity of two lots imagine three lots right yeah truly so um i guess a little update from that uh i'm guessing that um if they are truly going to be utilizing this new parking structure um it doesn't look like the bottom level is truly done it's Mm. still i saw still like dirt Right, right, right. With all so the it's not um, completed yet. Yeah, with the uh, all the equipment still down there, and the main escalator that kind of connects to where the other escalators for the existing parking garage kind of empty outs to. The escalator doesn't look like it's done either. Okay, so we really may see this happening like opening in ju- July, like it was originally scheduled. Well, and yeah, I, at least for that. I mean, they might. Uh, use just upper f- levels. Yeah, so I'm thinking for if they are gonna use utilize this uh, uh the uh, parking garage extension, they'll probably just use the second floor and up. Right. And also, if the escalator's not done, they'll probably just have pathways for people to walk to the existing. <laughs> Right, to the Mickey and Friends side. Right, yeah, they'll just have to walk extra. But I guess that's a small price to pay just to even have a parking spot for that day or even that weekend. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've seen the the connection. Um, oh, when yeah, walking they, they are the yeah, definitely connected. So They're connected, so you would probably have to do extra walking. Uh, that's but, okay. I mean, I, in all honesty, when we go on, that, yeah. the, on the 31st, I'll be happy yeah. if we just even get a spot. Exactly, because I'm just, you know, imagining the amount of people that are already going to be parked, you know. Right. Um, I mean, because like you mentioned, yeah, it's going to be open since midnight. So Right, right. Oh, so goodness. depending on when we get there, hopefully we have a spot. You know? Yeah, that's all I'm really concerned about. Yeah. So let's, um, let's, let's get to our topic for today. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, back on May 10, uh, Disney uh, Parks blog released a, another foodie guide for us. And this time it is called the Foodie Guide to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yes. So now this is, um, <laughs> we love our foodie guides and yes, you guys do. all know that. Yep. So uh, we'll be talking about this. It's going to be stuff that we may be able to try, right? You know? yep. um, all right. So looking at the foodie guide, 
they're talking about the uh, Black Spire outpost in the planet of Batu, which is the name of the village in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it works as a remote trading port for smugglers, traders, and adventurers traveling to the Outer Rim and Wild Space. Um, so now, this is now a safe haven for those trying to avoid the reach of the First Order. Uh, due to the remote nature of the planet, Batu has a deep history of farm-to-table style whole foods with cooking traditions that have been passed down generation to generation, influencing the dishes found in the outpost. Each dish tells a story of the local culture, drawing inspiration from unique species, ingredients, and cooking techniques. So now it talks. It goes on to talk about um, the different places you can grab things to eat. Um, you can go to Docking Bay Seven Food and Cardo Cargo, and or you can go and get a cocktail at the outpost's favorite watering hole, Ogus Cantina. Or you can also grab a quick bite or some blue milk at one of the stands located in the located in the Black Spire Outpost. All right. So the first uh, thing they talk about here is docking base seven food and cargo. Um, it used to be a multi-purpose transport shuttle docked on top of a large hangar, and it's gonna beckon guests into the docking bay uh, seven food and cargo. Uh, it's a designated location for traveling food shuttles. Uh, over here, you can see um, Tug's Grub. This is a uh, traveling diner for diners traveling, and it's run by Chef Strono Cookie Tugs. So he basically, so basically it's like a spaceship converted into a diner. Um, and then they have a menu here for us. Um, it looks like for entrees, they have something called smoked kadu ribs, spice, uh, sticky pork ribs served with a blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw, uh, fried endorian tip yip, crispy chicken served with roasted vegetable potato mash and herb gravy. They have the yob shrimp noodle salad, which is chilled shrimp served with marinated noodles and vegetables, Roast, roasted andorian uh, tip-yip salad, uh, which is marinated chicken served with mixed greens, roasted seasonal vegetables, quinoa, pumpkin seeds, and green curry ranch. They also have the Felucian garden spread. This is for lunch only. It's a plant-based kefta served with herb hummus, tomato, cucumber relish, and pita, uh, braised shack roast. This is for dinner only. It's a beef pot roast served with cavatelli pasta, wilted kale, and mushrooms. And finally, for entrees, they have the Ithorian garden loaf. That's dinner only. Plant-based meatloaf, in quotes, served with roasted vegetable potato mash, seasonal vegetables, and mushroom sauce. And then finally, for the desserts, they have the oi oi puff, which is a raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse. They have the Batu Bon, which is chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. And then finally, they have kids' meals here. Um, all kids' meals include a choice of small low-fat milk or small Dasani water. They have the Yob Shrimp Noodle Salad. Uh, it's a Disney check meal, meaning it's the, the healthy option, one of the healthy options. It's a chilled shrimp served with noodles, vegetables, and sweet orange dressing. Then they also have the uh, taste of... Takodana, also a Disney check meal. Black bean hummus served with edible soil uh, with nuts. Chilled dipping vegetables and multi-grain crisp. And finally, for the kids' meals, they have the fried Andorian tip yip, which is crispy chicken served with macaroni and cheese and seasonal vegetables. All right, let's 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 talk about these foods first before we go to the drinks. Uh, Nelson, anything on here that sticks out for you? Uh, I, I definitely would be interested in trying the kadu ribs but um, the ribs yeah and also the 
fried Indorian tipyip. But okay. um, uh, what I wanted to make a note real quick that um, yeah. when you were uh, going over the, you know, the I guess the history of Docking Bay 7. Right. How they were saying like... Um, this is like a farm-to-table style, yes. and uh, you know, bringing um, whole foods into the uh, into this, uh, I guess, dining area. I just thought of like, this is so California. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's the thing, right? It's just it feels like California, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah, this was probably a big California like influence, and like Disney were thinking like, you know, this is a good opportunity to incorporate that since you know this is going to be a whole new land this is going to be a whole new restaurant well, why don't we do it for this you know yeah so, I of mean, course they tried uh, to i don't want to say shoehorn a um a backstory to it but at least kind of um form the the backstory around it that i at least that's how i feel right um yeah so i find it interesting that uh, and as we were reading all of this i'm like oh yeah i mean they even include like plant-based stuff and what seemed like a impossible meatloaf <laughs> right right exactly it just so. it just seems like a real um progressive california style type uh thinking for right. the foods yeah I just found it interesting as you were going over them and I'm like, yeah, this is truly, I truly feel like this is totally California influenced. So, so, um, I, I feel like they've been heading this direction because if you remember at, uh, Pandora, they, their food there at Satuli Canteen is, Mm -hmm. is kind of like this progressive thing where it's a Chipotle style, right? Where you, you pick your, your base and then you can build, you build your plate essentially. Yeah, so it's that's that's another I see an influence here where, you know, we got that farm to table California fresh thinking thing, you know. Mhm. Mhm. So and in it, all honesty, Santuli Canteen over at Animal Kingdom is awesome. I've eaten Oh there. yeah. I've eaten there several times and I mean, their build a plate or build a bowl type um, you know, entrees, it's it's flexible for one and right. it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I, I, enjoyed I it. mean, it's, I hear it's tasty and you've had it, so Yeah. Um but like it, I don't know <laughs> how how uh, kids would take to this. You know, it's oh. these are you know the the type of foods here are culinary. It's like um, maybe even with the kids' meals, they have um, like that salad, the the, the right the yeah. salad. It's it's kind of like the adult version, but for a smaller portion. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and I then was they have like thinking... a hummus. Like my kid's not gonna eat a hummus. Yeah, I, that was I was about to mention that like that taste of uh, Tanodaka uh, yeah. Takodana. I was just thinking like hummus. Oh, that's I mean for us that's not very adventurous, but for a kid, yeah, right, I could totally exactly. see that like that looks like paste or something. So like at least they put the fried chicken in there because I yeah I, yeah I think, I think they think... definitely needed at least one dish that any anyone could really relate to. Right, right, fried chicken with macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, yep, like that's pretty generic in all honesty. So um, I'm yeah, just I'm, imagining like, w- is this really like what the diners in space would have? You know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. supposed to be a diner, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see how that kind of breaks the facade, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, you know. But I this guess is, you this know. is all truly experimental. Right, first. right. I, at least that's how I kind of see it for this opening. So we'll see so how the menu may evolve over the coming months, if at all. So do you think during our uh, four-hour window here, we're going to be able to try some of these things? Or you um, know, at least uh, check it out and see what other people have gotten. Maybe interview them or something, you know? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't mind at least trying to trying to get a bite here. Get but a bite, Of course, yeah. 
you know, that truly is heavily dependent on how busy everything is over there. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we'll never know. I mean, we can only speculate on how crowded it's going to be over there. But um, I mean, I'm guessing that's a big part of why they have this whole um, reservation yeah. reservation yeah. option for, uh, you know, the first weekend or uh, the first several weeks. Right. So. So uh, how yeah, about ba- the desserts? Back to the, the food, <laughs> I guess. Right. <laughs> uh, so but, how about the desserts? Did you did you uh, like the oi oi puff or the batu bon? Do you think these are uh, appealing to your Sweet tooth here? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. I mean, um, just by the name, obviously, I wouldn't know what it's re- what it's about. But um, you know, looking at what's actually um, in the picture, in the picture, and also like just the description. Oh yeah, this sounds phenomenal. Like um, uh, raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse. Oh wow, that sounds really for one tropical. Right. And yeah, that sounds tasty. And then the other one is a chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. With white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. Yeah, I mean, why not? That sounds awesome. Definitely, definitely, I I agree. They they do sound really good. Um, so they're so continuing on with the menu, they have some specialty beverages that do not have alcohol. They have something called Moof Juice. Uh, it's simply fruit punch and simply orange with chipotle pineapple. So I'm assuming simply the brand simply is going to be a, a sponsor here for that drink. Um, they have something called. Uh, Fatro, which is Gold Peak, unsweetened tea, Odwada lemon, lemonade, and dessert pear, um, and a oh, dessert pear. Uh, then they have something called Batu Bucha tea, and that is Suja pineapple passion fruit kombucha. So it's kombucha drink. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of these uh, specialty beverages that do not include alcohol in them? Are you gonna um, try one? I mean, I guess I might try one but in all mm. honesty they kind of sound a little boring they sound like they're standard yeah me. i mean yeah. it doesn't seem like anything truly special about them especially the first one the moof juice i'm mean, like that's just two or that's just two fruit juices put together <laughs> definitely that's what it, that's what it looks like i'm like okay so they took the simply fruit punch and then they took the simply orange with that uh chipotle pineapple and they poured them together <laughs> essentially i mean yeah that's what it is yeah. and then even the last one is essentially just it's just kombucha, kombucha. yeah <laughs> all right um so i guess we'll go into the the next restaurant which is actually a bar um this is Ogut cantina we're talking about uh it's run by the boss of the black spire outpost underworld ogagara Ogut cantina is an establishment that attracts some of the most interesting and there's reputable characters in the galaxy. So not a lot of people know about Olga herself. She's not usually there at the cantina. Uh, she just collects the money, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it goes on to say here that her patrons come from across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions offered here. The beverages are created with unique ingredients using otherworldly methods. And then also she procures unique shipments of beer, ciders, and wines. And while you are there, you can enjoy the musical stylings of DJ R3X, also known as Rex, the former Starspeeder 3000 pilot droid we first met in Star Tours. So they're, re- they're recycling him. Mm-hmm. Um, he reinvest- reinvented himself as the cantina's resident DJ and is quirky and talkative as ever, just trying to do his best on the job, just like he did at Star Tours. Yeah. Um, so here we go with the conco- concoctions with alcohol. They have a wide range of classic and unique spirits found throughout the galaxy with a mixture of taste and flavors to liven your taste buds. First, they have some morning specialties. One is the uh, Spiren Calf. That's a Peru Alto Mayo Organic Joffrey's Coffee um, Orange Marmalade. 
rum, vanilla whipped cream, and citrus zest. And they also have the Bloody Rancor, which is vodka, chili liqueur, spicy Bloody Mary mix, and Rancor Bone. So they have a Rancor, rancor Bone on, on it, I guess. Uh, so then afternoon and evening specialties, they have the Fuzzy Tauntaun, which is peach vodka, peach schnapps, orange juice with tangerine, pure cane sugar, and buzz foam. They have the Jedi Mind Trick, which is grapefruit and rose vodka, falernum, blue curacao, white grape juice, lime juice, and grapefruit bitters. They have the Outer Rim, which is silver tequila, acai liquor, lime juice, pure cane sugar, black salt, and exotic fruit puree. They have the T16 Skyhopper, which is vodka, melon liqueur, kiwi, and half and half. They have the Dagobah Slug Slinger, which is reposado tequila, blue curacao, citrus juices, ginger, herbs, and bitters. They have the Jet Juice, which is bourbon, chili liquor, acai liquor, white grape juice, and lemon juice. They have the Yub Nub, which is pineapple rum, spiced rum, citrus juices, and passion fruit. Finally, for the afternoon evening specialties, they have the Bispin Fizz, which is rum, yuzu puree, pomegranate juice, white cranberry juice, and cloud swirl. So let's talk about these concoctions here that have alcohol. Um, anything that caught your eye here, Nelson? Um, in all honesty, kind of all of the above. Oh, everything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's all so new, so... Right, right. I mean, uh, I guess um, just to kind of mention also, uh, Oga's Cantina will be open for the opening of uh, Galaxy's Edge, but it'll only be serving the drinks. Oh, right, right. They won't have the food that they... They won't have food at opening. Right, so right. I just wanted to let, uh, or I guess re-mention because i think we did touch on it last time but uh just since we're kind of talking about it now want to reiterate so ogus cantina is i mean this is another uh controversial thing that they're doing here because it's the first time outside of club 33 where uh oga or where disney is going to have alcohol outside of club 33 right right yep that was uh, once it, when that was announced. Yeah, that was pretty controversial with some hardcore um, Disney fans. Yeah, so I mean, what do you think is going to happen here in terms of you know people going in when they open and just staying until they close? You know, because do you think that would or until they're kicked out of their time slot? Do you think this is going to be a problem with people? Try, you know, potentially getting too much to drink or i mean that's always a problem i mean even over at uh, dca right uh but the thing is over at dca there's just so many other locations right Um, right but the thing is in all honesty um i think people go to drink over at dca or even at disney for two reasons um for one it's available right and two it's kind of an experience especially for those um restaurants that offer specialty drinks Mm -hmm. um but let's be honest, these drinks are not cheap. This is true. So, it's... I mean, just the sheer fact that, you know, all these drinks are kind of expensive is kind of a deterrent in and of itself for people to not go overboard. I mean, not to right. say that the people don't anyway, but, um, I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't want to spend $50 in just like two drinks or something like that, you know? Right, right. That's, so, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... I mean, I'd like to definitely try everything at least once eventually. I mean, just for the sheer fact that they're opening Oga's Cantina, um, since I already have two items on my Disney bucket list of drinking every drink over at Trader Sam's and over at (laughs) um, uh, Lamplight Lounge, it's kind of 
like well i guess i could add ogus cantina now to that to that as a new category you know and and uh at least um they're gonna have this at disney world as well so if you have the chance to go to the one at disney world you can add more or take out more drinks off that list you know Mm -hmm. yeah since it seems like you're going to both coasts a lot so (laughs) well yeah out of all of us it seems like we've been going the most so uh, they also are going to have concoctions with al- alcohol, which is um, a welcome addition for us because it allows, I guess, the kids to get some sort of drinks too. Because um, they're they're mixed, but they don't have any alcohol. So give them something yeah. to experience as well. Um, so let's talk about the ones without alcohol. For the morning specialties, they have the Black Spire Brew, which is cold brew Joffrey's Coffee, honey, falernum, passion fruit, and citrus. They have the Mugen Tea which is Gold Peak, unsweetened tea, chocolate milk, vanilla, and cinnamon. They have the uh, Tarine Tea, which is Gold Peak, unsweetened tea, peach, huckleberry, and mint. Then they have the Blue Bantha, which is the Blue Milk, served chilled with banana-inspired vanilla butter sugar cookie. And for afternoon and evening specialties, they have the Cliff Dweller, citrus juices, coconut, hibiscus, grenadine, and Seagram's ginger ale. They have the Hyperdrive, in parentheses, punch it, it's Powerade Mountain Berry Blast, uh, White Cranberry Juice, Black Cherry Puree, and Sprite. They have the Jabba Juice, which is Simply Orange with Pineapple, Kiwi Cantaloupe, and Blueberry Popping Pearls. They have the Blue Bantha. Uh, again, they're going to have the Blue Bantha, which is still the Blue Milk Served Chilled with Bantha-inspired Vanilla Butter Sugar Cookie. The Blurg Fire, which is Lemonade, Pomegranate Juice, and Habanero Lime. And finally, for afternoon and evening, they have the Carbon Freeze, which is Powerade, Lemon Lime, Wild Strawberry, Blueberry, and Green Apple Popping Pears. Um, oh, that might be a That typo. might be a typo. I think it means pearls. Yeah, I would <laughs> think pearls. Because it's the popping pearls. Right. Um, so they also have something called Provision Oga's Obsession. Lemonade, cotton candy flavor, and blueberry popping pearls with a bursting dried fruit mixture. Um, so then finally they have, well, not finally, they have beers on tap and they also have ciders on tap and wine on tap. For the beers, they have Gold Squadron Lager, White Wampa Ale, Gamorian Ale, Bad Motivator IPA. They have a cider on tap, which is called the Spiced Runner Hard Cider. And for uh, wine on tap, they have the Tony Ray and Imperial Guard. So um, would you want to try any of these concoctions that don't have alcohol? Or would you say maybe they're just not worth it if there's no alcohol? Uh, for me, uh, I just, for, for, for the specialty drinks, I kind of would just limit myself to the alcoholic ones just because, I mean, sure, the, the non-alcoholic ones, they sound fun, but... Mm-hmm. But since you can buy alcohol, why not, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It might be the, the drunkard in me that just wants the, <laughs> the alcoholic drink. Yeah, but, just try uh, the alcoholic drinks, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if for like, say, for if Thea wants to try one, I'd if she'd allow a sip from it, like if I could take a sip, sure. Because I know she doesn't really prefer alcohol so much yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's true. But, she doesn't uh, really like to drink too much alcohol. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, if, I mean, if there's a chance, then sure. I mean, definitely... Uh, I will admit there is at least the blue bantha milk that I do want to try just because of the right. sheer fact that it's they trying to reenact the blue bantha milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and to, I guess, reiterate this again, the blue bantha milk isn't actually milk. Yes. Um, yes, that's right. It's, I believe, plant based. Plant based. Yeah. So for those who are lactose intolerant, including Rissa, <laughs> she could definitely try this without uh, being worried about that. Yeah. Drink it. It's good for you. 
<laughs> lactose free. <laughs> uh, so what about the beers on tap? Were you going to try all of them? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was like where I zoned in. Um, I like uh, just seeing what was available and um, everything looks good. Yeah, I would uh, definitely. I, I mean, and it's, it's kind of unfortunate that they're only offering four beers and one cider. Right. But um, and the cider just based off, the, off of the name. I don't know if Rissa would like it just because it's. It's, it's, it's spice. called Spice Runner, so I'm assuming right. it has some form of like spiciness to it. I know she doesn't really care for that. That's true. But the, and with the actual beers on tap, there's a one IPA, and I mean, and two I'll ales st- and a lager. Right, I'll still try the like the IPA, but and, and since there's only four options, yeah, I'll, uh, that's easy to check off each one of them. You get two, I get two. Let's do it. <laughs> or yeah, I mean, if you want, you could get two. That's fine. I'll get all four. Get all four. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy all four in one go. Be like, I want all four. Right now, yeah. Or in in succession, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just get one and be like, I'll get the other one, and then I'll get the other one, and I'll get the other one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if if you know, if to help things move along, yeah, we could definitely just get like two of each, or uh, like I get two, you get two, and then we could just you know taste taste them, yeah, off of each other. But yeah, they they do sound good. I mean, it's interesting that they use Star Wars names, but. It's gonna be kind of interesting to taste them, right? Yeah, I'm, I was uh, I was just actually wondering that too. Of wondering if like some breweries actually were like um, what's the right word? I guess um, commissioned to uh, make a Star Wars themed like uh, brew of some sort. Yeah, or also, if these actually existed and they like you know the people. Um, putting Found together yeah. what the menus would be like, we're just looking for something uh, uh, like loggers or beer names that have like seem galactic of some sort. Yeah. Although White Wampa, that kind of seems like a direct reference like, reference to a Star Wars thing. So who knows? Who knows? I wonder if when we go there, they'll have the name of the breweries um, because yeah, they usually do. Yeah, because they don't have them listed here on the foodie guide yeah right so i'm also interested to see what the actual wines are there's they list two but i mean it doesn't say anything about the wine like is it a, a pinot is it a right petit kind Syrah? is it chardonnay like we don't even know if it's red or white <laughs> exactly they just say tony ray and imperial guard so we're gonna have to find out i guess yeah. when we go into Googa's cantina we can see what they are <laughs> i would hope that the menu would be more descriptive <laughs> yes yes hopefully hopefully that's the case there um, so let's let's move on to the next area. Uh, it's Black Spire Outpost Market. Uh, over here, they have the Ronto Roasters as the centerpiece of Black Spire Outpost Market. It draws in passerbys with large pod racing engine, large pod racing engine that's firing up a barbecue pit. Hungry customers who queue up to order will encounter a former settler droid. 8DJB, carefully turning the spit of meats. Uh, elsewhere in the marketplace is Katsaka's Kettle, which offers Outpost Mix, and it, that's a unique popcorn snack with a colorful blend of sweet and spicy flavors. And there's also a milk stand, serving up local favorites, blue milk and green milk, served as a frozen beverage. Uh, so here's the menu for Ronto Roasters. For food, they have the Ronto Wrap, which is a roasted pork and grilled sausage with peppercorn sauce and tangy slaw wrapped in pita. They have the Nuna turkey jerky. Uh, You have a choice of sweet or spicy. And then for specialty beverages, they have the Tatooine Sunset, which is Gold Peak Unsweetened Tea, Odwalla Odwalla Lemonade, Melon, and Blueberry. They have the Sour Sarlacc, Minute Maid Limeade, Raspberry, and Spicy Mango. Then they have the 
uh, Milo Run juice, which is pineapple, simply lemonade with blueberry, white cranberry juice, lemon juice, and dessert pear, maybe, yeah, I guess dessert pear. And then at the milk stand for their menu, they are serving a frozen plant-based blend of coconut and rice milks. Uh, it's the blue milk or the green milk. And they also have the uh, Bubo Wamba Family Farms novelty drink vessel. So I guess that's the... Uh, I would take a novelty cup. Yeah, novelty cup that they can put the blue or green milk in. Right. And over here at the milk stand, you get the frozen version of the milk. I believe at Ogus Cantina, it's the liquid version of the milk. Yeah, I was thinking this is probably like a, just essentially the slushy version. Right, the, this is the, the slushy milks. version of it. So I guess their plant-based is a blend of coconut and rice milk, um, which is good if you're lactose intolerant. Right, shouldn't be um, a problem. So Ronto Roasters, what do you think? Do you think the food is going to be good there, Nelson? Um... I mean, it sounds pretty basic. You have a wrap and then jerky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the uh, specialty beverages are more... They kind of sound more of the same. Because right, I'm guessing right. even Odwalla's might be a, a, one a of the sponsors. Sponsor as well. It seems like it. Yeah. It seems like it. I mean, um, they don't sound all that special to me. Also, so I probably wouldn't get anything from here. Would you Would you get the, the Bubo Wamba Family Farms novelty drink vessel for the blue or green, green milk? Uh, it would depend on what it looks like. Because, I mean, personally, I don't really care much for novelty cups. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. But unless if it had, like, a really cool design that I was really into, then, yeah, obviously I would probably get it. But, uh, I mean, if not, then I don't really have any desire. Desire, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so uh, still, I would want to try the the milk, though. Yeah, even if it's not in the novelty cup, right? Right, yeah. That's yeah, got to see what it tastes like, you know? So um, the other item in the marketplace here is Katsaka's Kettle. Um, so here's the menu. They have the Outpost Popcorn Mix, which is a colorful blend of sweet and spicy flavors popped in coconut oil. Um, they oh, also healthy. have... Yeah. Um, they also have the MSE 6 series repair droid souvenir popcorn vessel so i'm gonna guess popcorn bucket yep that's um, their version yeah. of a popcorn bucket <laughs> and then they also have the specialty bottled beverages this was revealed at the star wars weekends in chicago um they've got coke diet coke sprite and dasani and if you've seen the pictures already they revealed um they look like thermal detonators except for the dasani bottle just looks like a dasani water bottle with uh different writing on it right um so yeah that's that's the last of the places you can get food for now at galaxy's edge i'd be interested to see if in the future they decide to open a sit-down restaurant there uh, um, what do you think, Nelson? Do you think they don't have any room anymore to put a sit-down restaurant? Yeah, personally, unless they decide to make an expansion. Um, right. I don't know if that's already currently even planned already. But um, as of right now, I don't see where they would be able to put it. So I mean, you, they still uh, haven't even opened up, uh, what was the other ride? Rise of the Resistance? That's right, Rise of so, the Resistance. I mean, they're still even working on that. So. And Ogos Cantina is not going to serve their food that they you know, said they're going to have, right? Right. So at least an opening. So do you see this land as one of those you go in and then you just spend a few hours then you go out? Is that what do you think they're going for so that, you know, it allows for other guests to experience it as well? I mean, I would think it's just like any other land. Um, you'd At least the end goal is, um, you know, you visit there to, you know, ride the rides, check out the scenery and then move on move on because i mean for one there's only two rides ultimately once the the entire land is up and running that's true so 
other than just you know having the scenery and I guess even these food options, there's probably not a whole lot else to do there. Other than I mean, opening up the Play Disney app and trying to explore everything that has to do with that app. Um, but I I foresee a lot of crashing of the app, um, <laughs> especially well, because that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I know that's one of the things that they, they said was that it would be so immersive that um, there's different features in the Play Disney app that get unlocked once you walk into the land. Um, but, you know, that might just be a novelty. And then people will just be like, okay, I've done that before. And then move and just do what they came in to do, right? Right. Uh, do you, so I think, you know, they're not going to put a sit-down restaurant here because, for one, Disneyland itself only has what two sit-down restaurants or yeah is that right or three so yeah, there's maybe it's blue four. bayou there's yeah, blue River bayou, there's, uh, terrace yep riverbell terrace then there's uh, uh carnation or, or carnation yeah. cafe and cafe orleans mm-hmm. so that's like four um so and those are the areas that you know you can potentially sit down and eat um right but like here you know and adventureland doesn't have a sit down you know so it's like uh you know, they, they, they probably just want you to be able to ex- experience it, have a quick meal, and then get out. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think the main concern is just to have the ability to have some food options there, but not necessarily it's a requirement to have a sit-down restaurant. Because like you said, right. they, like uh, Frontierland doesn't have a sit-down. Yeah, um, unless you count their quick service as sit-down, but that's quick service, so. Well, our table service. Golden, golden yeah, table, yeah, table service, yeah. Because... Um, Unless you uh, call Riverbell Terrace uh, their table service, but it's on the border of Adventureland and Frontierland. Yeah, it's kind of arguable, but and I New mean, Orleans Square, so it's like you know, all all three lands right. intersection. So, uh, but yeah, it's not really a requirement. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to to trying these things out. You know. Yeah, I just wanted to make a quick mention. Um, I can't remember where exactly I have like where I heard it or read it, but believe with these specialty bottles with the coke diet coke and sprite that look like uh, thermal detonators right i believe there's a restriction that you can only buy one of each per transaction wow so they're (laughs) they're making it like the um the popcorn buckets yeah because i mean they're they're literally these coke bottles or these soda bottles are exclusive to galaxy's edge so i'm guessing there's going to be a lot of people wanting to you know buy them and then of course try and scout people outside of the parks but, so anything um, that could be a collector item <clears throat> right it's just, just a, gonna... the, yeah exactly it's a collector's item so yeah. i believe they're just trying to help monitor that by you know introducing a purchase limit but i mean you are able to get multiple you just have to get in get line back again. in line yeah yeah but, i don't uh, know are they they already raised the prices on coke products how much more are they gonna Raise yeah, the you know, on this these... with these special bottles. Yeah, th- I can imagine this one Coke bottle being like five bucks at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you've got Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, and then the Sony water. So you're going to be spending a good 20 bucks on just four bottles. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just if throwing that number out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I'm just guessing, but you but know. But that wouldn't I'm... be out of, you know, that's not like out of line no yeah at least i don't think so i would say at at a minimum it being like five dollars right right it's uh (laughs) it's pretty crazy i mean i'm i'm interested to see who buys them i mean how many are are you gonna buy one (laughs) i definitely want to but are you gonna uh, collect it or are you gonna drink it uh i was gonna drink it still okay but um then collect the bottle 
Yeah, I'll just keep the bottle. Cause yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like the packaging. I think it's um it's innovative, but, you know, it's just a circle bottle to me. Yeah, but it, it is. It, it literally is just a ball. Yeah. It's like a Christmas ornament. Yeah, it kind of does look like an, a Christmas ornament. Yeah. Maybe we could turn them into Christmas ornaments. Hey, there you, you go. You know, just put a hole and a hook at the top. Yeah. Maybe if you want, you can even attach it to a light string. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. They become even light up. There we go. <laughs> Disney Time Podcast suggesting new ideas for these bottles, right? So yeah, yeah just, it, just another <laughs> playful idea, I guess. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, if you listeners have more ideas for what we can do with these bottles, you know, let us know on our social media here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, anything else you want to add with regard to the food at Galaxy's Edge? Uh, it definitely sounds interesting, particularly what's available at uh, launch. Um, like I kind of mentioned with the docking bay seven foods, it's pretty cool to see that, you know, they're be- being a little more pro- progressive, I guess, with the current right. times. And I've just kind of laughed at it. Definitely seems like it's totally California influence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm very curious to try what's going to be available and I'm looking forward to it. All right. So do you want to say anything in closing to our listeners here? Yeah, so thanks guys for dropping by. This was a pretty quick episode, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of food options going to be offered right away. So just wanted to share with you guys what we saw, what we thought, and hope you, uh, you know, drop by again next week. And I also want to thank you listeners for tuning in uh, weekly as we provide our podcast for you guys and for checking out and also for subscribing to the podcast. Uh, We also do weekly videos on YouTube. So if you want to check those out, on youtube you can go youtube.com slash disney time podcast and you can also check us out on our website disneytimepodcast.com we have like all our content just just um consolidated there um you know drop us a line on our social media if you want to you know give us some ideas on what we can do with our coke bottles Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so also we're going to be checking out galaxy's edge on may 31st so wish us luck and we hope to bring you some content maybe on our Instagram account as well as, you know, we're going to bring you more YouTube videos as well and then eventually talk about our experience on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we look forward to hearing you more uh, or bringing you more stuff. So keep your watches synced to Disney time and we will see you next time. Later. Later.